Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Elsina Lloyd, and this is The Daily Download. Today, HousingWire's HW Plus managing editor Brennan Nass spotlights New York City's struggling housing market as the metro is experiencing a significant decline in residential sales. I'll also cover a report from Black Knight that claims U.S. mortgage delinquencies nearly doubled in April, data from Redfin that indicates the nation's affordable housing markets are experiencing an uptick in home prices, and Freddie Mac's weekly primary mortgage market survey. But before you listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Extraordinary challenges demand extraordinary solutions. CoreLogic is uniquely positioned to help you navigate this historic disruption. Whether it's virtual home showings, flexible employment verifications, or automated loan modification engines, CoreLogic delivers the data-driven solutions, targeted insights, and deep domain expertise trusted by the nation's most successful mortgage lenders. Explore how CoreLogic can help you today. Visit corelogic.com forward slash COVID-19. Thanks for listening. And here's Brenna Nath on New York City's struggling housing market. To kick off this Thursday's podcast episode, we're looking at the housing market in one of the epicenters of the coronavirus pandemic, New York City. HousingWire's Phil Hall covers the city's residential housing market, breaking down how not only the local economy has been harshly impacted by the health crisis, but how the city's residential real estate market was facing problems before the pandemic hit town. Let's start with some of the stats on the city's housing market. According to the Real Estate Board of New York, the city's total sales volume during the first quarter of the year fell 16% year-over-year from $10.5 billion to $8.7 billion. Total residential transactions also took a 16% year-over-year hit, down from 10,382 sales in the first quarter of 2019 to 8,702 sales during the first three months of this year. But after the pandemic paralyzed the city's economy and created a healthcare nightmare in its hospitals, the housing market took an even sharper dive. According to data from Property Shark, residential sales activity sank from the second week of March to the end of the month in a 61% year over year freefall. Sales activity during the first two weeks of April were 62% below the same period one year earlier. But while sales were evaporating, prices kept moving up. Upward. Property Shark found the $675,000 median sales price at the end of March was almost 5% higher year over year. By the end of the third week of April, the city recorded a $750,000 median sales price that was the highest for 2020. Meanwhile, personal accounts from real estate professionals in the city are showing that they are being sought out more for advice than for showings. And when it comes to showing homes, Gabe Leibowitz, an associate real estate broker for Douglas Eilman, shared that real estate brokers that can access available properties need to navigate extra layers of planning and coordination, explaining that the city's regulations are basically to work from home and do everything virtually. Some buildings are permitting one-on-one showings with management approval, along with proper face masks and gloves, plus only one person at a time under social distancing requirements. Other buildings are simply not allowing anybody in at all, while others will allow videographers in to take a virtual tour with the broker, or the broker can do a virtual tour. 
The feedback isn't too different on the mortgage side as mortgage brokers are also trying to make the best of the situation with the volume of inquiries significantly lower today. On top of this, New Yorkers are also starting to look outside of the city to live with the governor of Connecticut claiming a rising number of New Yorkers are eager to abandon the city and move to his state as people realize that telecommuting doesn't mean you have to be in New York City five days a week. We'll continue to dive into states and areas across the nation to see how the pandemic is impacting them. And for the rest of today's podcast, here's Alcina Lloyd. Thank you for listening, and I'll wrap with today's top stories, beginning with a report from Black Knight that claims U.S. mortgage delinquencies nearly doubled in April as out-of-work Americans struggled to pay their bills during the COVID-19 pandemic. According to the article, which is written by Kathleen Halley, during April, the U.S. delinquency rate rose to 6.45% from 3.39% in March, marking the largest monthly increase ever recorded. In fact, the rate was almost triple the previous record record gain in 2008, near the beginning of the financial crisis. Black Knight says about 3.6 million homeowners were past due on their mortgages at the end of April, the most since January 2015. Our next story comes from Julia Falcon and covers a report from Redfin that indicates the nation's affordable housing markets are experiencing an uptick in home prices. According to the article, the supply of homes for sale fell 24% year over year in April, while new listings fell 42%. When compared to March, April home sales fell 23% nationwide on a seasonally adjusted bias, marking the largest decline Redfin says it has seen since January 2012. During the month, the rate of growth in the U.S. immediately home sale price fell to 4.9% year-over-year, down from 6.9% in March. According to Redfin, more affordable housing markets are projected to see sizable price gains. In fact, only one of the 85 largest metro areas the company tracks saw a year-over-year decline in the median sale price, coming in at negative 0.2% in San Francisco. Redfin lead economist Taylor Marr says the supply of homes for sale declined even more dramatically than home buyer demand in April. According to Marr, while home sales fell the most in more expensive markets, in more affordable areas, prices continue to increase. In fact, Marr says even during the depths of the slowdown in April, the market was still faster and more competitive than it was a year earlier. Our last story also comes from Kathleen Halley and covers Freddie Mac's weekly primary mortgage market survey. According to this week's readings, the average U.S. rate for a 30-year fixed mortgage dropped within one bias point of an all-time low this week. Halley says the rate fell to 3.24% from 3.28% last week, close to the 3.23% all-time low reached in April's final week. Notably, the average 15-year fixed rate averaged 2.7%, down from 2.72% last week, and the 5-year Treasury Index Hybrid Adjustable Rate Mortgage averaged 3.17%, down from last week's rate of 3.18%. According to Sam Qatar, Freddie Mac's chief economist, the low rates are spurring housing demand as state ease lockdown restrictions. Qatar says as states reopen, purchase demand is improving remarkably fast. Thanks for listening to today's top stories and the Housing Wire team will be back again tomorrow to cover the top stories that you need to know in the daily download.